Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of Hatur, and today the Gospel is from Luke chapter 14. The theme of the, the Coptic month of Hatur is about the Word of God, and more specifically, our response to the Word of God. And that's why the first two weeks of this month, the Church was asking us what type of ground we are, are we the good ground that listens to the Word of God? And this Sunday, the Lord Jesus Christ explains to us what it means to listen to the Word of God. To listen to the Word of God is to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you? Fruit Kordena, we raise our hands and say, yes, we are Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. To be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. A disciple means one who is a learner, a student. And so the twelve disciples, they spent three years with the Lord Jesus Christ. Every moment learning from Him, living with Him, following Him wherever He went. If He traveled here, they would go with Him. And that's why I love how the early Christians, they were called followers of the way. Followers. They used to follow Him. And they followed the early Christians. They followed the way of Christ. I hope today we can become followers of the way. The Gospel of today explains to us what it means to be a true follower of the way. A true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And actually in the Gospel of today, our Lord Jesus Christ, He gave two parables about discipleship. The first one was about a man who is building a tower. And the second parable, like a king going to war. The first parable. The second one we'll talk about later. The first parable, the Lord said, For which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down first and count the cost? And count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. The Lord Jesus Christ isn't trying to give us construction advice, although this advice is very helpful to anyone who is doing construction but the Lord is using this parable about the tower to discourage people from starting to follow Him and then to stop later, to abandon their construction. And this message that's in this gospel is very similar to what we read about the past two weeks in the parable of the sower. Notice that in the parable of the sower, all the grounds, they started the same way. They all received the seed. All of them received the same seed. The difference between the type of ground is when they stopped. The wayside stopped before it even started. Heard the word of God, didn't do anything, it just stayed there, and the birds came and took it away. The rocky ground, the word of God started. But the sun came out and... And scorched it. The thorny ground, actually the plant is growing. It's starting well. It's doing well. But then the thorns came out and choked it. So all the grounds, they started well. 
But what the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us today, if you start, you must finish. You must complete. Do not stop once you have started. Once you become a disciple, you're on the spiritual journey. The foundation has been laid. We, has been laid. We cannot give up in the spiritual life. We must continue. Otherwise, if we stop, others will start to mock us and say, hey, this man started to build and, and was not able to. And so in today's language, this reminded me of how people mock Christianity. They mock it from outside and we actually mock it from inside. When we say things like, there is no difference between the people inside the church and the people outside. Tab, if there's no difference from the people inside the church and the people outside of the church, what's the point of the church? And other people, many people, many atheists, many people mock the church for this reason. And what's the point of diet and exercise if you can achieve the same result without diet and exercise? The disciples of Christ, those who are in the church, they have to be different. Otherwise, people from outside will mock our faith. And that's why the Lord Jesus Christ is asking us, if you want to be a disciple, you need to count the cost. You need to count the cost. And today in the gospel, our gospel was from which chapter? Luke chapter 14. The section right before Luke chapter 14, the passage that we just read, was about, um, our, our Lord, He told a beautiful parable about the, the wedding banquet. The banquet. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is great, likened to a great feast. And the master of the feast invited everyone to come to the feast. But when the servants went out, all the people who were invited, he found them busy. One with land. He found another one busy with his oxen. He found another one busy with his, his wife. And so all the people excused themselves from coming to... The banquet. So the master at the end of that parable, he said, Go into the country roads and lanes and make people come in. Make people come in. So that my house will be full. Yani the Lord Jesus Christ, he loves to see his house full. And the, the thing that I wanted to, to focus on with that parable and how it relates to this teaching is that the invitation to the banquet is... Is free. The invitation to the banquet is, is free. There was no admission fee to come to the banquet of the Lord. There was no cost. But right after he told the parable of the feast, he says the disciples have to count the cost. Count the cost. To become an authentic disciple of Jesus Christ, you need to count the cost. It will cost you something. The cost means you must lose something for the sake of the kingdom. We must give up something for the sake of the kingdom. Otherwise, Christianity will be a counterfeit Christianity. You have some cheap imitation of Christianity, but it's not the real thing. Just like you can buy a cheap Rolex on the street, but a real one costs something. And you know it's real by how much it, it costs. Real Christianity, real Christianity is very, 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 very costly. Very costly. And in order to be a real disciple, we need to count the cost. Today, I want to meditate with you on 
three things that discipleship will cost. Like, three things, the cost of discipleship and the three things that discipleship will cost us. The first cost of discipleship is prioritizing the Lord Jesus Christ above all other priorities. We said the grace of God is, the grace of God is a, is free. You can't pay for the grace of God. So when we speak of cost, that discipleship costs something, we're not speaking about paying to the Lord Jesus Christ for, for grace. Otherwise, that wouldn't be free. If you have to pay for something, it's not free. So when the Lord Jesus Christ says, count the cost, what he's referring to in, in like economic terms, for those who have studied economics, is the opportunity cost. The opportunity cost. The opportunity cost is the, the economic term is the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is, is chosen. For example, when someone chooses to marry someone, if I choose to marry someone, the opportunity cost to making that decision to marrying someone is... Every other person in the world. Because you can only marry one. You can only choose to marry one. So when I marry one, the opportunity cost is everybody else. And the same idea is when I choose to follow the Lord, I say no to everyone else. If I become a bride of Christ... Then I am saying no to every other suitor that wants my hand. And I become dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why our Lord said in the gospel today, If anyone comes after me and does not, does not hate his father and mother, wife, children, brother, sister, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And you know, the Lord, he didn't mean literally... To hate your, your parents. Otherwise we'd be doing a good job of that. But what he means is. Is. That he who loves father or mother. More than me. Is not. Worthy of me. That's the way it's written in. The gospel of St. Matthew. He who loves father or mother. Worthy more than me. Is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter. More than me. Is not worthy of me. Yanni, I was thinking about this verse, and I see this verse fulfilled most clearly in the life of missionaries. Yanni, if you look at this verse, and you look at the life of missionaries, St. Paul, St. Mark, you see that they, for sure, they prioritize their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ above all else. Unfortunately, the concept of missionary is not popular in our day and age. We go on mission trips. That's cool. But the idea of a missionary is really remarkable. Is really, really remarkable. And when you read the lives of missionaries, and many of the missionaries I've read, they're American missionaries, and you read about the life of a missionary, and you see what these people give up just to go and preach the gospel. It's remarkable. And they move their whole families. And they move their families from the United States and go live in some remote part to preach the gospel. Yeah. 
These are people like when I look at these people, I say, wow, these people, they hate their father, mother, their own life. They sacrifice everything of their own life just to go preach the gospel. Another way I see this verse fulfilled, other than the missionary, is in those who convert from Islam or convert from other religions. Because when they make the choice to convert, they are essentially saying to their family, I'm done with you, I've chosen the Lord Jesus Christ. And many people who do this, I look at them and say, wow, the gospel is for you. The, the sacrifice that these people do for the Lord Jesus. These are the true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to prioritize God above our earthly relationships. Not only our earthly relationships, we need to prioritize God even above materialism and material goods. That's why next week the gospel is about foreshadowing for next week, preparing you for next week. The gospel next week is about the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler. And the Lord told the rich young ruler, one thing you lack, whatever you have, go and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come take up the cross and follow me. But this person, the rich young ruler, did he prioritize the Lord Jesus Christ? He prioritized his riches and his love for materialism. And so then our Lord concluded the gospel and said, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? If you are a true disciple, you love God above your relationships with each other and above materialism. If you are a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you prioritize the word of God in your life. In the Gospel of John, our Lord Jesus Christ, He says, If you abide in My Word, this is a nice verse, If you abide in My Word, you are My disciples indeed. If you abide in My Word, you are My disciples indeed. To be honest, this week, and I'll make a confession for you, I was on vacation this past week. And when you're on vacation, it's very difficult to prioritize the Word of God. When I realized, being away, and I was away for one week, and suddenly I was telling Michelle the other, yesterday, I was like, I can't wait to come back. I can't wait. I miss that I pray every day, and I, I've, you know, I'm blessed to be a priest, and so my life is in the Word of God. And I have Bible study, we have Lit Club on Monday, a Bible study on Wednesday, Bible study on Thursday, you know, and youth meeting on Friday. Life full of Word of God. I spent one week, said the only one week, Away from this, and I felt like I was in, like away from the Word of God. To abide in the Word of God, to prioritize the Word of God in your life. This is a great blessing, and this is the sign of a true disciple. The sign of a true disciple is one who abides in the Word of God. I was thinking about, Ya Rabbi, how awful I feel just one week being away from the Word of God. And I was thinking, many people away from the Word of God. Yani, this is normal life for many people, unfortunately. The true disciples, they prioritize the Word of God in their life. The second cost of discipleship is to endure hardship. To endure hardship. Our Lord said in the Gospel today, whoever does not bear his cross and follow me, he cannot be 
my disciple over break i was watching an episode of chosen and in the in one of the episodes the lord jesus christ he walks by the crucifixion of other people being crucified in rome yani that was a normal practice is that you even like people criminals they were crucified and so the lord jesus christ was looking by the crucifixion and in one of the scenes he looked up at the crucifixion and he just started to like cry or there was like a magical moment when he looked at some like person being crucified and it's amazing to me that the lord he told the disciples if you want to be my disciple like that's the image of crucifixion like something so horrific and so grotesque and so ugh and the lord is saying if you want to be my disciple you need to carry your cross and follow me yani the lord had a big following coming around him to me that doesn't sound like wahid yani is trying to win a following <laughs> you know carry your yani shaifin and nasdon you need to be like those carry your cross and and follow me but this is what the christian life is about and actually all the readings today the pauline the catholic the acts all of them talked about the suffering and persecution that the christian faces in their life yani tkhayil from the acts i'll just read one from the acts in the acts it said and they agreed with him and when they called the apostles and beat them they commanded that they should not speak in the name of jesus and let them go so the people beat the the disciples what was the response of the disciples to taking a beating for the lord jesus christ they just took a beating it says so they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name those are people that take up the cross and follow him yani i was thinking about for us what is a practical way we can take up our cross and follow him is the ascetic life the ascetic life to deny oneself yani when you read the the lives of the saints wahid like ambanofer wahid ambanofer we just read about 12 months every month he eats one thing of palm like of one thing of dates tkhayel and that lasts him one month and i i eat that in one one hour he eats that in one month why what haram why there's nothing wrong to eat a little bit more let's take your eat like relax shoya but this is someone who wants to to deny himself he wants to suffer for the sake of christ and if no one else is persecuting him he is going to persecute himself that's the whole life of monasticism shaifinal like how the people denied themselves to carry the cross i read one quote from napoleon today i thought it was very nice napoleon was comparing himself with and all the great emperors and conquerors with the lord jesus christ and he said i know men and i tell you that jesus christ is no mere man between him and every other person in the world there is no possible term of comparison alexander the great caesar charlemagne and i have founded empires but on what did we rest our, the creation of our genius he says upon force jesus christ founded his empire upon love and this hour millions of men would die for him 
Millions of people are willing to deny themselves to carry their cross and to follow Him. This is the second way of the second cost of discipleship. The third and final cost of discipleship is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Like in the Gospel of John, the Lord said, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So if you want to be His disciple, you need to be fruitful. And actually, in the Gospel of today, our Lord said, salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. And I like this because the disciples, they need to keep their fruit. They need to keep their saltiness. They need to keep their their fire. They won't let the fire dwindle. The world is always trying to make us and quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. But the true disciple, he wants to keep his, his flavor. Because he gives flavor to the whole world. I, I read a quote from the, the Paradise of Desert Fathers the other day. It said a certain monk had a struggle against lust. He was struggling with lust. So he got up in the night and went to the elder and confessed to him his thoughts that were drowning him in defilement. The elder calmed him and and the brother, having benefited, returning to his cell. But the struggle rose up again against him. And then again he went to the elder. And he did this a few times. The elder did not grieve him but said, Don't give up. It is better that you come to me whenever the demon disturbs you and repel him by exposing your thoughts. Repel him by exposing your thoughts. By such a repulsion he will pass by you. For nothing so burns the demon of defilement as the revelation of his deeds in confession before a spiritual father. And nothing makes him so happy as hiding his thoughts. As one who hides his thoughts. Thus the brother came to the elder eleven times. Eleven times. Repelling his thoughts, and the brother's temptation ceased. This is someone salty. He's not going to let one thought take away his saltiness, if you will. And he's going and fighting to keep every ounce of fire that he has. I told today, we discussed three costs of discipleship. Prioritizing the Lord Jesus Christ above everything. Enduring hardship and carrying the cross and... Fruitfulness. And I want to close with a little bit because these costs, easy or hard? Nothing. Easy or hard? Huh? Hard. Just in the gospel last night in Hashaya, the church encouraged us to take this step of faith to become a disciple. And our Lord, we read the verse from Matthew 11, said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. It sounds hard, but you come and become a follower of the Lord Jesus, you will find Rest for your souls. The second parable of the gospel of today is even more encouraging. Or also encouraging. I shouldn't say more. Also encouraging. It is about a king going to war. 
And in the gospel today, it said, What king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is with 10,000 able to meet those who come against him with 20,000. And oftentimes in our spiritual life, and I feel we are 10,000 and we're going to war against 20,000. Is that daunting? Is that daunting? That's very daunting. That's very scary to go into war 10 against 20. And then the, the gospel concludes, it says, Or else while, he is, while the other is still a great way off, he sends for a delegation and asks for peace. No, you can't ask for peace. If you, you are at war, the disciple is at war. And so the disciple will not ask for peace. The, the disciple has to fight to the end and never give up. And that's why after the Lord said this peace, oh, should he go and ask for a condition of peace? He said, he said, eh, what did he say? What's the last line in the gospel today? He says, neither do those who forsake all, he cannot be my disciple. Meaning that you have to fight to, you have to fight to the end. To not be discouraged if people are coming at you with 20,000. And not to make peace with the enemy king. Many people, they become peaceful and they say, oh, it's okay. And they become at peace with sin. You can never be at peace with the enemy king, you must fight to the end. So the gospel today teaches us the cost is great, but God will give us victory. And with 10,000, you will conquer the 20,000. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.